Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for the Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. In each episode, we will provide segments on practical life applications for followers of Christ through the in-depth study of the Bible. We appreciate you spending time with us today, and stay tuned after the lesson for more information on our ministry and how to contact us. On today's episode, I would like to discuss 1 John chapter 4. This chapter is a chapter about love. It is about God's love for us, but it's also about our love not only for God, but for others. So starting at verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. These first few verses are giving us a warning. It's telling us we need to be aware of those that are around us and what spirit dwells within them. It says here to not believe every spirit, but to try the spirit. It is directing us to question, does these individuals that are within our lives day to day, do they confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that he came in the flesh, that he died upon the cross and went to the grave for our sins? Or do they deny Christ? This scripture makes it very clear cut. If they confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, then they are of God. And then if they deny Jesus Christ, then they are not of God. And he has went as far to say that these individuals carry the spirit of Antichrist. He has warned them and us that it should come into this world. That spirit of Antichrist, that spirit of denying God, is supposed to come into this world. And even during this time, back in biblical time, it had already manifested itself. So they weren't to be surprised by this. And it goes on to verse 4 and says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I think that is a very profound scripture for a Christian because the writer here is telling each and every one of us that we are of God if we confess. And since we are of God, we have overcome those that deny God because greater is he that is within us, this Holy Spirit that came back after Jesus went to the cross and was crucified, that comforter that has come back to indwell within us, greater is the spirit that lives within me than the spirit that lives within the world. So we don't have to fear what's going on in the world because we can overcome that spirit of Antichrist. And he goes on in verse 5 and says, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And here he is just reiterating that those that are not of God do not hear God, nor do they hear what we have to say about God. They hear the world. 
and what it has to say. But we hear God and those that know God will come to hear us. We know the spirit of truth and we know what the spirit of error is. So the truth being the gospel of Jesus Christ and the error being the ramblings of this world. If we go on to verse seven, it says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this right here, I believe, is the foundation of our salvation. It is what this whole Bible really is built upon. God is love. John 3.16 tells me that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he sent his only son to the earth to be sacrificed on our behalf. So this verse 8 here in 1 John chapter 4, where it says, for God is love, that's the basis of why we even exist. God created us out of love. He created us to live for him and to commune with him and to worship him. And then he sent his only son to the earth to die for us and then sent the Holy Spirit back to indwell and live within us. God is love, plain and simple. That is the truth. You know, it said in the previous verses that we know the spirit of truth Well, the spirit of truth is based in love because God is love. And as I thought about recording this message, I really struggled looking out into this everyday world with all the hate and the anger that is going on. And especially everything that has went on in the last two years in regards to the pandemic, as well as politics and now a war that is going on in Ukraine. There is so much going on that people have forgotten what love is. And we as Christians need to be that light and need to be that source of love for the world. And we even forget it. I look at various religious bodies and even church organizations and individual church bodies themselves. And I can see from time to time from place to place, there are some that will confess to love God, but they do not show love out to others. And that is not of God. Definitely not of God because God is love. Yes, people who sin need to be aware of their sin. They need to then be convicted of their sin through Christ and godly conviction, and they need to repent of that sin. But we as Christians have no right to demean and to point fingers and to tell someone that they're going to hell just because they've done something wrong. It is not our place. We are to be the love of God to those around us because in verse 8 it tells us, for God is love. And if we go on to verse 9, it says, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because the God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. 
That's John 3.16 that I had just quoted, that we might live through him, not only have eternal life in a heavenly realm with him, as it describes in Revelation. The key to this verse is that we might live through him. That means that the spirit that indwells within us then can produce out of us the love of God and we can show that and live through that love in our day-to-day walk. It's not just a Sunday morning religion. This is every day of your life. And it goes on to say in verse 10, herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. See, that's the foundation of our salvation, of our walk with God, is that he loved us. And it goes on to say, and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, and I really want you to hear this next part of this verse. It says, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. What a hard scripture, honestly. We ought to also love one another. I don't know about you, but I can find sometimes that it's very difficult to love people. And if I was not walking in Christ and I had turned my back and I was walking in the world, I could find it very easy to hate people because of their actions. But the love of God, the love that he sent to me with his spirit now dwells within me. Remember, it tells us, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So that spirit that lives within me is now the love of God. And what should be producing out of me is love towards my fellow man. And now that I walk with Christ and I am of God, I can have love for people that I would have previously found unlovable. There are a lot of unlovable people in this world, some by their own choices others by their circumstances, and just sometimes because of bad luck. And most people don't think about it. They have their few people that they interact with, their small group of people. And if there is someone that they don't necessarily like, they just move on. Well, what happens to these unlovable people? Where do they turn? Well, I thank God every day that he has given me a heart that will love everyone. Those that are of high priority, those that are of popularity, and those that are, as my prior pastor would have called them, misfits. He, he mentioned that many times, that we were just a group of misfits that were brought together to try to serve and love God together. Those that nobody else wanted could come together and worship God. And I thank God that he has put in my heart the love of himself, that I can love those that would be unlovable in any other way. Think about the person who is down and out on their luck, or think about the person who is on the verge of committing suicide because they feel no one loves them, that they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. And you can come up to them and give them a smile and a hug and talk to them about Christ and his love and show them love, not only in word, but show them love. And you may be able to touch a heart 
that was previously unlovable and show the love of Christ to them and change their lives. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And it goes on to verse 12 and says, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And that's the foundation I've been talking about. Right there, verse 19, it says, We love him because he first loved us. He loved each and every one of you individually. And his love is made perfect within us because when he lives within us and we accept his love and we express his love to others, then it can continue on and on and on because loving people is contagious. God loves you. God loves everything about you. And it says here in verse 18, there is no fear in love. I've heard people take that scripture and twist it to say things that really it doesn't say. That perfect love casteth out all fear. And people have used that to say that you shouldn't have any fear in your life. You should not be afraid of anything because the love of God is within you. Well, I'm here to say that I believe they've gotten it partially right. You shouldn't have fear within you. You shouldn't be afraid. But that fear is not of anything natural. The fear would be of the spiritual nature. So you should not be afraid of losing your salvation. You should not be afraid of not being of God and falling out of his favor. This perfect love that lives within you, this indwelling of the Holy Spirit within you should drive out any fear that you have of not making it to heaven. Because if you are of God and God lives within you, then you will make it. And there should not be a fear of that. And it goes on to say, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. It's because God isn't living within you. If you are tormented and you are fearing, then you're allowing the enemy to come in and you're not allowing the spirit to dwell within you. Because that perfect love of God will give you a peace that passeth all understanding in your spirit that you know 
that you know that you know that you are going to heaven, that you are saved and you will live your eternal life with him. And it goes on to say in verse 20, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And that's a question each one of you should ask yourself. Do you love your brother or do you hate your brother? Because if you don't love your brother, then you are not of God. And let me tell you this, and let me explain this quite clearly, because I think people tend to explain this incorrectly. Love for your brother does not mean you are condoning any of their actions. You do not have to be best friends or even friends with anyone who is dangerous or who is manipulative or does any number of wrong or evil things. That is not what this scripture says. This scripture says that you need to love them. And that is different than having a friendship with someone. You can love someone even if you don't like what they do. That is the beauty of God's love that lives within us. God loved us even in our sin. He didn't like what we did, but he loved us enough still to send his only son to sacrifice for us. We can love our fellow man the same way. We may not like the things that they do, but we need to have love and compassion towards them and their eternal soul. And this says, he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And verse 21 says, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. You see, the foundation of our salvation is love because God is love. Told us here in this one chapter, in two different instances, directly as well as indirectly through almost every verse. God is love. And if God loves us and we dwell in God, then he expects us to love those that are around us. We show God's love through loving others, through having compassion upon them, through helping them in their time of need, and through spiritually guiding them to live a life that is godly and that follows Christ and to just minister to them. Like I said, you don't have to be friends with anyone who has any sort of evil characteristics and who does things that no person should ever put up with. But you do need to pray and love them and pray for their eternal soul and that they will see the light of Christ through someone or something and turn their life to God. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.